Today we're going to talk about a ministry opportunity that is for caregivers in your community or in your church. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is a podcast where I bring on ministry leaders and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I've got my friend Jeanette Yates back with me. She works at Texan Church, but she's also doing something new for caregivers. And I think this is a really unique conversation that we have because one, it's not all digital and online that we're really used to focus on, but it really all impacts us as ministry leaders. Because as Jeanette and I talk about is that you will be a caregiver at some point, whether you're a caregiver now or you're a caregiver in the future, or you will be someone who receives caregiving. That caregiving impacts all of us. And as Jeanette talks about, there is a real ministry opportunity for your church and your ministry. So what does that look like today? That's what we talk about. I'm really excited about it. But before we get into it, I do want to highlight the church digital. At the church.digital, the website, there's lots of podcasts, there's lots of blog posts, there's lots of coaching, there's cohorts, there's so much digital encouragement for you in today's world that can help you serve people in your community, both locally and online. And so if you've never checked out the Church Digital, make sure you go to it. I've included the link in the show notes, but it's the church.digital. You can go there today and learn more about digital and online ministry and how it impacts you. Whether you're, again, doing metaverse ministry or in-person ministry, it online and digital ministry always impacts us in some way. Check out the church.digital today. All right, so without any further ado, let's get into the conversation with Jeanette Yates. All right, with me right now is the one and only Jeanette Yates. Jeanette, how are you? I am great. It is always a pleasure to come join you on the podcast, Tom. I mean, I'm practically a co-host, I feel like. <laughs> I think you're you're up there with yeah. the most um asked or the most the person who comes on my show the most. That's yeah. you are up there between yeah. you and Corey Sullivan. And you know, I haven't had Stan on in a while, but yeah. he's up there for a while as well. So you need to have Corey and I on at the same time so we can duke it out. Who's the better guest? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Secrets out. You're the better guest. I mean, <laughs> well, you've been on my podcast a number of times, and I'd be surprised if someone's listening that doesn't know who you are. But just in case they don't know who you are, give a quick little bio about who you are, what you do. Well, my name is Jeanette, and I am the community manager for Text and Church. Uh, and that means I get to hang out with our community online. So I'm all over Instagram. I'm all over Facebook. I mean, we kind of hang out over there on whatever Twitter is calling itself these days. Um, but we're, you know, that's my job is to make our members and our community feel known, noticed, and loved. So that's what I do. Yeah. And you're quite good at it. Um, oh, and well, thank you. Yes. You're, and if you're involved with Texan Church at, at any level, you've probably encountered uh, Jeanette. <laughs> She's fantastic. Wait, really side note question. Yeah. Are you are you on threads? So text and church is not on threads. And here's uh, and it's not like, oh, we're not, you know, we're not ever gonna do it. But 
basically, you know, one of the things that we talk about all the time when we are talking about communications and churches is like, do what you have time for and do it well. Um, and at the time threads came out, I was in the middle of, you know, kind of what we're going to be talking about today. I was in the middle of a lot of stuff, uh, with my caregiving journey with my mother. And I knew that I didn't need to grab the handle for text and church for mm -hmm. threads because it's attached to Instagram. And yep. because of that, I said, you know what, let's just wait. And then when we're ready to actually implement a strategy and not just be willy nilly over there, yeah. um, then we can do that. So it's not, I'm not anti-threads. It's just wasn't a priority for me to get over there since it's, since the, since we've got the handle, like yeah. I've got that taken care of. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that eventually we'll be over there too. Um, it all depends on where um, our, you know, our audiences, where we feel like people are that need to know more about um, how to communicate with their churches and connect with them. And so that's, that's the decision-making process, not what is the new shiny thing. <laughs> I'm in observation mode there. I'll yeah. post things probably once a day, maybe some mm -hmm. days I'll forget. Uh, I've forgotten about it more than I thought about it. Uh, again, right. it, it, it can't compete with Twitter or X or whatever right now, maybe down the road it could, but right now I, it can't compete. So I still like to hang on Twitter more than yeah. I do on the platform. Okay. So. I know we've got to get started with our actual point for today, but here's a side note. Um, I have trouble because I clicked the wrong thing thinking I'm going to threads and I go to X because now they're both black and white logos. Yeah. That and TikTok, they're all black and yeah. white. On the, you know, it's like, Come on, guys. I mean, again, part of the thing that distinguished <laughs> Twitter was the bird and, yeah. the, you know, and I, I miss that. So yeah. I anyway, pain. we can talk about that another time. I was going to say that's a whole nother episode, Tom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to get into what we're talking about today, you had just actually finally gone all in. You've been a caregiver for many, many years, ever since I've known you. Yeah. Um, and, um, and uh, you have now officially gone into to work with caregivers and be a support for caregivers yeah. so tell everyone what you're doing now this is not in place of text and church this is yeah on a side of what you yeah do. this is like my passion project but I also take it very seriously because you know I've been a caregiver in some respects for my mom since I was eight years old and she was diagnosed with her illness um and then as you know the past 40 years have gone on uh you know she's now in in a phase where she's um, in need of full-time care. And unfortunately, I am not able to do that. Um, her physical needs um, and my care abilities uh, do not align. Um, and so she is now, over the last um, few months, we've had to place her into long-term care, but that does not change my role as a caregiver in the sense that I'm still um, her advocate her support, and like I said, have been for most of my life. And so one of the things that has happened over the last several years, she's been in the hospital, she was in the hospital 37 times in the last five years. Wow. And so even though it wasn't my full-time job, it was my full-time job in addition to my full-time job. And I'm also a parent, a wife, all those things, um, volunteer at church, all of that. And so one of the things that I really felt like was there was a missing piece in the caregiver. Um, they call it the care economy. Um, and there's a missing piece. So there's a lot of resources out there for caregivers to like, you know, talk about like how hard it is to be a caregiver. Like, I don't know what the deal with the insurance and the finances and the selling of the, this, and then like 
the logistics of actually caring for someone. There's a lot out there. I mean, you know, there's, you know, Family Caregiver Alliance, and there's a lot of, you know, influencers coming out now that are really supportive of caregivers. But one of the things that I really felt like was missing was actually helping the caregiver take care of themselves. So there's a lot of help for the caregiver to take care of their loved one. And then it's mentioned like, don't forget to take care of yourself, you know, and everyone, everyone I've talked to. And the way I always feel when I hear that is like, when the heck am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm already burnt out and tired and all of these things. And so what I just, you know, I had to figure that out for myself, you know, because I have a, you know, I love fitness and I mean, you know, I have a background in that too. Um, but I also have a background in, you know, having an eating disorder and all of those things. And so when I wasn't taking care of myself physically and emotionally, I noticed that I was getting pulled back into some of that negative stuff that I thought I had long since walked away from. And so I was like, you know what, this is going to happen to more and more people because more and more people are becoming caregivers uh, at younger and younger ages, a lot of us are in the sandwich generation, which means that we are both caring for our children and our parent or parents. And um, so I was like, you know what? I want to just talk to the caregiver and I want to tell them you can take care of yourself just because you're a person, yeah. not because you need to take care of yourself so that you can take care of other people. You can take care of yourself because you're a worthy human. And from a Christian perspective, we can say, God created you to be you. And yes, of course, he created us to do great things in this world, but we're not, that's not why we were, we were created as beings in his image. And we are supposed to care for ourselves because, you know, that is full stop. Yeah. And so that's where I really want to step into that space and say, okay, how does that actually, what does self-care even look like for someone who doesn't get enough sleep? It doesn't, you know, is constantly taking everybody else to the doctor who may not have time to, you know, how does, what does that look like? And so what I do now is work with caregivers to create their own customized plan that is maybe be, it's unique from everyone else's because everyone else has a different story, different circumstance. Yeah. And I, and I love that you're doing this because again, if you're listening to this, you might be thinking, oh, well, Tom, Jeanette, you know, that I'll care for my parents when they when they're older. I'm I'm only in my 20s and my 30s. I don't that's not a situation. But what we were discussing before we hit record mm -hmm. is that you said there's a strong percentage of people in today that are at that young who are younger than 48 years old, which I'm at right now. Yeah. Than that who are caring mm -hmm. for parents yeah. right now, right? Yeah. So that was one of the things that's really interesting. Of course, you know, when we think about like, oh, you know, I'm going to have to take care of my parents. We usually think after I'm done raising my kids and they go off and then my parents are probably going to need some help. Well, first of all, if your parents are super healthy, um, that is a blessing and congratulations and like, whatever, you know, that's great. But really, honestly, the, what happens with caregivers too, I think is like, it sneaks up on you. Like, first of all, you're just like, oh, I just stop by once a week and visit, you know, and like, oh, I'll do this or that while I'm there. I'll Maybe they need help changing the light bulbs or something. Well, then the next thing you know, years are down the road, you, there's no boundaries because you were just 
you were just stopping by and then you were stopping by more and then you were stopping by more. And then, you know, like, and now you're running errands and now you're doing this and um, it can really sneak up on you. So that's one thing. But, you know, another thing is care, um, caregiving is happening. Um, our caregiver, becoming a caregiver is something that is happening earlier and earlier for people. So, you know, in my case, it was extreme. Like my mom's been sick since I was eight. But for a lot of people, they're still raising their young families. They're still, you know, in the middle of their career or their, you know, their own, you know, if you're, you know, I'm, we're speaking to pastors usually here today, you know, they're in the middle of their ministry. Like they're already a caregiver for their whole congregation. Yeah. And then now they're also caregiving for their parent. And so it's happening younger and younger, which is, you know, something. And then also people are living longer. Yeah. And so at the time of caregiving is longer. And yeah. so, yeah, there's, it's definitely, definitely something to, to think about. And then to your point, um, while the majority of caregivers are 50 or older, 44, I think it's like 44% are between the ages of 18 and 48. Yeah. So that's a lot. That that's a most lot. of the people. <laughs> yeah. And okay. So a few things that you hit on really quick is again, to, to this point, my mom passed away when I was 39 years old and she had cancer um, when uh, in my mid thirties. So mm -hmm. um, I wasn't necessarily caring for her. My dad, my brother did a fantastic mm -hmm. job, um, my older brother, but I was there and I was right. helping care for my mom who was an hour and a half away from us right. of where we live right now. And so it does affect younger generations mm -hmm. uh, because people will get sick. They will get these illnesses. Again, how old is your mom? My mom is only 69 years old. She's she just old. turned 69 in July. And she's been dealing with this illness since you were eight. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so that's a long time. And, and I like how you also pointed out that people are living older, longer. My dad is still alive and he's in his late seventies. And again, I, I anticipate him living well into his 80s yeah. um, and he's fine for right now, but there is going to come a point where his, my brothers and I are going to have to take care of my dad. And so I like how you told me before that this is a really a, a unique ministry opportunity yes. for ministers today. So talk a little bit about that. Well, um, you know, everyone is going to be a caregiver of some kind. Um, I was telling you, this is one of my favorite quotes. I keep having to look up because I never remember who says it, but it's Rosalind Carter said, there are only four kinds of people in the world. Those who have been caregivers, those who are currently caregivers, those who will be caregivers, and those who will need a caregiver. And honestly, you may fall into multiple of those categories. So it is possible that you will both need to be a caregiver um, for someone else and that you will need your own care and maybe at the same time, you know, that's another thing to think about as well. And so no one is exempt from caregiving in some capacity, whether they're the recipient of care or the giver of it. And that provides, uh, but there's also not a lot of people reaching out to the caregiver for the caregiver's sake. So there's a, there's a lot of resources out there. There could be more, honestly, there could be more uh, awareness of what, of the resources out there. Um, there are, you know, there's already quite a bit, any, any resource, like if you Google caregiver resources or whatever, you're going to get a lot of websites and a lot of programs and things like that, that all help you be a better caregiver 
to the person that you're caring for, which is much needed. And like I said, um, there's not like too many resources by any stretch. Um, and it's all confusing and complicated. I will tell you that right now. And there's a lot of yuck, just like in anything else, right? But there's very little speaking directly to the caregiver about how to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is what my passion is. It's really helping them. But also, you know, that's a place the church could step in and say, we want to support you as the caregiver. We want to support you and your family while you're in this caregiving mode. And for me, that means decades and decades, <laughs> but for other people, it's, it's a few years. It's a, it's a season of time, you know, season of health, you know, or moving them through a transition period, but, you know, helping caregivers, not only with the, you know, figuring out how to care for their loved one well, but also how to care for themselves. Because I think a lot of church, a lot of things in the church space, I'll say it this way, a lot of things in the church space we talk about sacrifice. We talk about, you know, you know, giving beyond what you think is your capability, giving more than you have. I heard something today that was like, it's only when you push past everything you have that you find your true whatever. And I'm like, no, no, we need, no. And so like, it took someone telling me because I was never doing enough. I could never do enough. Nothing was ever good enough. There was always something wrong. I was, there was always an emergency. There was always a crisis yep. and everyone was, you know, trying to tell me how, you know, how to be a better caregiver, you know, or not how to be a better one, but like, oh, can we help this with your mom and that with your mom? And, and it's like, well, yeah, you, I mean, kind of, but not really. Like sometimes I just am the one that has to do it. Yeah. But then other things, I wasn't allowing myself to ask for help. I didn't know that I could. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until somebody from my church said to me, Jeanette, if you never did another thing for your mom, you've done enough. You have done enough. You don't need to do any more to try to earn a badge of being a good enough caregiver. You've done it. You've done enough. Yeah. And that gave me permission. That simple conversation I had with that friend gave me the permission I needed to lay down some of the burden so that I could actually start taking care of myself. Yeah. So, um, you know, we need more of that in churches. Yeah, you know, as you're talking about this, I'm actually thinking about that group Al-Anon, you know, mm, you yes. for the alcoholic, but then you have Al-Anon for yeah. the family members or the friends who are with this. Yes. And, and I think what a great ministry opportunity. I also think of that great group called Grief Share. You know, yes. share my dad's a part of it ever since my mom passed away. My dad's been a part of it. And it's been a great thing for him. But again, we need something for the caregivers, right? People who are who are thinned out because mm -hmm. of they have nothing left in the tank because right. all they do is give, give, give mm -hmm. something for for that. And it is a great ministry opportunity. Well, and you mentioned Al-Anon, and I think that's a, a great example. And here's why. I don't know if you've ever been to an Al-Anon meeting, but I've been to many. And you do not go in there and talk about the person in your life that is struggling 
It is about you. And so just like in Al-Anon, there's a lot of discussion of codependency yep. and breaking that those codependency habits. That is the same conversation that needs to be happening with caregivers. Yeah. Because there's a, you know, every family comes with their own stuff. Yeah. And we want to paint a beautiful picture. You know, the stock photos on Unsplash of caregiving are like the sweetest little pictures you've ever seen in your life of, you know, the sweetest little old man or old lady. And they're completely put together. Like ain't none, no caregiver ever looked that nice in real life. (laughs) You know, when they're in the middle of it, you know, it's like, no, 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 we have not bathed. Our hair is in a mess. Um, you know, whatever we may have on two different shoes, what, you know, whatever. Um, but we can do that. We, you know, (laughs) but you know, it's like, that's a, that's a great picture, but that's not really always the reality for families either. And so having a place where they feel safe to say, I'm not okay. Caregiving for my parent is hard for many reasons. And it's not always a pretty picture. And, and, you know, that sacrificial giving that serve, you know, I'm just here to be a servant. You know, my, my parents gave to me, so I should lay, you know, people are going into debt. People are, you know, not able to fulfill their own career goals or even family goals because of their caregiving. And someone needs to step in there and say, I see you. I see who you are beyond caregiver. And I want to serve you. I want to help you. I want to minister to you and your heart and your needs and what you're going through right now, the grief that you're experiencing, the trauma you're experiencing, um, all of those things. And so, yes, um, that is a definite ministry opportunity. And if any of the people uh, who are listening or watching today, and you're like, how can this turn into a ministry that doesn't end up being for the carry carry, you know, um, hit me up, like, come on X or Twitter or whatever it's called, (laughs) reach out. I'll brainstorm with you. Lots of things that caregivers need that are separate from just like, here are some community resources about Medicaid, which again, we do need, but also (laughs) you can definitely hit Jeanette up on Twitter or X or whatever. She'd love to talk to you, but actually I was going to hold this to the end, but we can also just talk about it real quick right now. Jeanette's been very gracious and she's actually given a person on whoever's listening here and who's in this situation. If you're in the situation and you want to talk through some stuff with Jeanette, she's given away a free hour um, that mm-hmm. I'm going to have the link in the show notes. So you can just click on that link and schedule a time with Jeanette on that. She would love to talk to you about this and really help you process through it and get you on that path to being healthy. I mean, yeah. so th- that's been great, Jeanette. Yeah. So, um, I really did want to offer something to anyone listening today, anyone, you know, a part of this podcast that is, that is, whether you're a caregiver yourself. So are you caregiving for, um, a parent or maybe, you know, I, I have a, a community that focuses on self-care for caregivers and a couple of the people in there are caregiving, they're caregivers for their children. So their children have severe disabilities and they are hundred percent their full-time caregiver and that is another, I mean, we didn't even talk about that as a whole other thing, right? Um, and so if you're a caregiver or you know 
it's coming. You can already see the writing on the wall. And you're like, uh oh, you know, I'm already going to my mom's house and changing those light bulbs. You know, like you're like, oh, it's coming. It's one more, you know, now is the time to learn to how to create a self-care practice that can go with you, whatever your schedule looks like. When your to-do list starts to be a bunch of things that you can't get done, because that's what happens when you become a caregiver, it's just there's never an end to that list, you know. And if you're on the end of it, you never get there. So you want to start now. And so I, you know, or if you're a pastor and you're like, well, I don't have like, I'm not caregiving for my parents, but I'm caregiving for, you know, a hundred people in my congregation and I'm tired and I, you know, I'm having a lot of issues there with my own self-care because of that caregiving, you know, that's caregiving too. I would love to work with you. Um, I can, you know, if you hop on a call with me and if the times don't work, listen, I have it ratcheted down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pretty tight. But if you're looking at those times, you're like, that doesn't work. Just hop on X or Twitter. Will you link my handle to for them? Yes. Tom. I um, always, and I always yeah. Do. Yeah. So you can message me and I'll, we'll find a time that works. Um, so I'm, I'm flexible, but also very, um, you know, the caregiving schedule is sporadic. So, <laughs> so, um, but if you do that, we can talk through, I'll do a self-care assessment. So we'll assess where you are with your self-care. You're probably doing better than you think. And then we'll talk about some ways that you can improve your self-care that are simple, that don't take a ton of time or energy, and you can kind of just in, integrate them into your life. So I'm happy to do that for your, for your people. That's awesome. And I'm actually glad that you mentioned uh, self-care for parents who have children who you're, you know, obviously you and I, we both have fit, kids of our own and it takes a lot of energy but right. again sometimes your your child has more needs than yes. other than other parents do and it takes a lot of extra work that you're doing mm-hmm. this applies to you too i mean so yeah. this is i mean and so that's why again i love the simple fact that you're thinking this is a ministry opportunity for churches mm-hmm. you know for pastors to minister to the community in a different way. And I love that you're doing this. So kind of as we get closer towards the end here, what would be some encouragement that you would give to pastors or ministers who are thinking about this or who are even looking at their own lives and saying, man, I've got all these things. I've got to do this, this is, and then I also have some, some other things that I have to take care of that are beyond my job. Well, um, so there's a couple of things that I think about just if you're like, okay, how can we help caregivers like next week, right? Like, how can we do that? The, like the easiest hands down, number one thing is like, just show up with, or send them a DoorDash, Mm. send them a DoorDash. You know, I know everybody wants to coordinate one of those meal trains. I'm all, I get a hop on board. Woo woo. I love a meal train. However, practically speaking, a DoorDash or, you know, Uber Eats or whatever is going to be more helpful because then I can like, instead of having to coordinate with all the things and who, who's going to be home and time to like, I can just do the DoorDash when I have a, you know, when I can, or now my kids are old enough. I'm like, here's a DoorDash. Somebody gifted us. <laughs> or sometimes I'll tell them this happens too, where people they'll call and say, we are bringing dinner what do you want? You can choose. Somebody said one day, go to the Cracker Barrel online menu and tell me what you want. And I'm going to bring it to you, (laughs) you know, things like that. So food. And I will mention it's 
it's interesting because, you know, we're talking about like, what can you do? Um, one of the members of our community, um, she went, she has her own caregiving and self-care journey. And one of the things she does, she started a nonprofit. It's called the Well-Seen uh, Caregiver. And they actually do, um, they take donations for um, caregivers to do the meal. So you can donate to them and then they provide the meal. So there's something like that too, where the ministry, um, you know, can collect donations and then the DoorDash or, or meals, if you want to do meal train, knock yourself out, but you know, there's that. So that's the number one thing. And then I think just, you know, making sure, you know, the words that you speak to caregivers are to them, not just about their loved one. Hmm. That's, those are my two biggest tips. Like, first of all, feed us or buy us yeah. coffee. We'll take either one. And then the second thing is ask me how I'm doing. Hmm. Yeah. You can also ask how my mom's doing, but ask me how I'm doing first. Ask about my children, ask about my husband, you know, ask about our family. Mm -hmm. um, when you're talking to us, ask what is, is, what are we enjoying? And if we can't tell you anything, that's a, that's a red flag. Yeah. Um, that's a place to start a ministry right there. Yeah. Wow. This has been great. Um, this has been encouraging. Again, I'd love to see, again, I, again, we've been friends for a number of years <laughs> and I've seen your journey of, of about always taking care of your mom. You are a fantastic daughter. You're a fantastic mm -hmm. mom. You're a fantastic wife. I, I see that stuff. And again, we've met in person too. So yes, finally. <laughs> and so, um, but I know who you are and I know your heart. And again, who you are really radiates through in everything that you do. And so I appreciate you. I appreciate all the sacrifices you have made for your family and for your mom. It's just, it's so encouraging for me to see. It's so inspirational. So I want to thank you for, for that. Um, and, and I think literally if you're in this situation or you know it's coming down the road, mm. you, know, you can see it, you got to connect with Jeanette. You got to connect with her, take her up on the free conversation, hit her up on Twitter or X. She would love to talk <laughs> to you a little bit more. We don't know what to call it. I'm also this, uh, the self-caregiver on Instagram, and I do share a lot of self-care tips. I also share a lot about boundary setting and <laughs> things like that. So, you know, that's a great place to follow me as well. If you just want to like get to know me a little bit better, get to know my journey um, a little bit better. And, and, um, then of course, please, please connect with me. Make sure you grab the link though, because all my other free sessions are not as long. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to make sure that you get the deal, please, uh, please do that through Tom's link so that we can have that full hour so that I can get to know more about you and your journey. That's great. Well, Jeanette, you're awesome. I appreciate this. Uh, it's always great having you on the, the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Tom. It is always a pleasure. I am every, I'm your favorite. I know. <laughs> you <are>. I know. <laughs> All right. Enjoy All right. Thank you. Okay. So what did you think of the conversation? What stood out to you? Are you a caregiver? Do you need help? Do you need encouragement? Listen, Jeanette's not joking. Click on the link in my show notes and she would love to talk to you and help you work on a plan and work with you. I mean, I think it's an amazing opportunity because as I even shared, you know, my mom needed caregiving at some point before she passed away. My dad will need it at some point. And so what does it look like for me? What does it look like for you in your situation? Talk to Jeanette today. Again, you can hit her up on the link with the calendar. Or you can just go to Twitter and check her out. Again, all her links 
or in the show notes, I would strongly encourage you to talk to her about that today. All right, here's what again. Thanks so much for being with me. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it. It's on YouTube. It's on Apple. It's on Google. It's on all the different platforms. Subscribe to it today so you can get it on the platform you like the most. And you can get these every time they come out. All right, well, I hope you have a great rest of the day, a great rest of the week. And until next time, have a great one.